0: Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here in my office with my Bible open to Ephesians chapter 5. Today, we continue to look at the various ways each one of us has been called into ministry and empowered to function in the various roles where God has uniquely placed us. Every believer is a minister or a servant who are empowered to function in various and specific roles as outlined in the scripture. In the last several episodes, we've looked at the Lord's instructions to husbands in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21-33. through 33. When those instructions, when that script, if you will, is followed by a husband in his marriage, his actions become a portrayal of Christ as the one who loves his bride and is fully committed to her. So now in verse 21 through 24, the curtain goes up on the wife and it's time for her to play her role in this drama. We can't forget that marriage is a sacrament that is a living picture of something, of a truth that God sees as so important that he wants this truth to be continually demonstrated to us in a tangible way. Now, here's the wife's opening scene in this drama of marriage, Ephesians 5, starting in verse 21, where it says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also... Wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Christ is the head of the church, it says there in verse 23. This is stated as fact by the Apostle Paul. The question that remains and needs to be answered is still, will the church submit to Christ as the head? Likewise in marriage, God has positioned the husband as head in the relationship. God is directing wives to both acknowledge and submit to that headship. 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Much like commitment, submission has become a dirty word in our culture. Submission is often viewed as demeaning and dehumanizing. Preachers and teachers Are often fearful to teach on submission and fall prey to the temptation to teach a watered-down, culturally correct version of what the scriptures teach. When this happens, we all lose because submission is an essential and foundational principle for every Christian. It's important, first of all, to understand that a wife's submission to her husband is a picture of how the whole church is to be submitted to Christ. We need to always have in the forefront of our thinking the picture that God is trying to portray. Wives are a picture of the Church, the Bride of Christ. There is no person on earth who is not under spiritual authority. For each of us to function in the body of Christ and in the world, we must acknowledge and submit to both the authority of Christ in our personal lives and the authority of those God has placed in positions of spiritual authority in our lives. Secondly, we need to clarify our definition of submission from a biblical perspective. Biblical submission is much more radical, actually, than we often think. In 1 Corinthians 7, 3 and 4, Paul gives us a useful definition of submission using, as his illustration, a husband and a wife. Where he says in 1 Corinthians 7 3 and 4, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Biblical submission is more than obedience. It's when I yield my rights to use my body for my own purposes. This means my body no longer belongs to me. It belongs to another. Therefore, headship of my body has been transferred from me to another when I yield it in that way. Jesus is always our example of how to apply biblical truth, and so it is with submission. Philippians 2, 5-7 says, In your relationship with one another... Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus, it says, yielded his rights as God to come down from heaven and take the form of a servant. Throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, he demonstrated submission by saying the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the Father doing. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when faced with the torturous death that he would endure, Jesus cried out to his Father in heaven, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. And as the ultimate act of submission to his Father, Jesus died on the cross to make the possibility of a relationship between man and God possible. In giving over the headship of his life completely to the Father, Jesus demonstrates the meaning of submission. Now, how are we to respond to this incredible act of love and mercy? Paul tells us in Romans 12:1 something very practical. He says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Our most elemental response to God's mercy is to offer our bodies to Him as an act of submission. This is our true and proper worship. This idea of giving my body to another and yielding my rights is radical. If we were to truly put this into practice, Our lives would never be the same. What if I offered myself to God and said I no longer claim the right to use my hands, my eyes, my time, my resources for what I choose, but rather for whatever God chooses? Here in the town where I live, there's a a main street where the majority of the shops and services are. Now, if I was to walk down that street with $100 in my pocket, It wouldn't take me long before I would find ways to spend that money. I'd undoubtedly stop at the gourmet burger place for lunch, as well as probably some other stores to purchase things I wanted or needed. And by the time I reached the end of the street, I might only have a few dollars left in my pocket. But since it was my money, how I spent it would be of little consequence to anybody but me. However, if someone were to give me $100, and told me that it belonged to my friend Tom and that I was to give it to him when Tom and I met later on that afternoon. What I did with that money as I walked down the street would be quite different. I might go into the bookstore to look at some books, but I wouldn't buy any of them. The aroma of those burgers on the grill would definitely get my attention. But on this day, I wouldn't be stopping for lunch. The fact that the money in my pocket belongs to someone else completely changes how I choose to spend it or to not spend it. To be in submission to Christ means that I relinquish the right to use my body and my resources solely for my own pleasures and purposes. I yield to Christ in deciding what to do with my hands and my feet and my eyes. To worship God means that I submit to Jesus as the head of the church. When wives submit to their husbands as the head of the home, they model this spiritual worship that every believer should be practicing. Previously, I said that it would be impossible for a husband to love his wife as Christ loved the church, apart from a living relationship with Christ himself. In the same way, it would be impossible for a wife to submit to her husband in everything apart from a living relationship with Christ. How a wife submits to her husband is a mirror reflection of her personal submission to Christ. The two cannot be separated. That's why the Bible says, wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. But wait, doesn't the Bible say that we are to submit to one another? Yes. Doesn't Paul also tell husbands that their bodies don't belong to themselves, but also to their wives? Absolutely. Paul commands wives to submit to their husband as the head of the relationship specifically, and both husbands and wives to submit to each other generally. So then, if husbands are a picture of Christ, does this mean that Christ submits to the church? Because if we're following the picture? Well, 1 Peter chapter 3 gives us some insight into the answer to that question, where it says, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that... If any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of their lives. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So after repeating this instruction to wives to submit to their husbands, Peter instructs husbands to be considerate to their wives and to treat them with respect as the weaker vessel. This pictures for us the manner in which God, quote-unquote, submits to people. God does not impose his will on us by force, but waits for us to offer ourselves to him. God submits to us in that he does not violate our free will by forcing us to serve him, even though he has the power to do so. By saying God submits to people, I'm not saying God changes his will to conform to our will if we won't submit to him. In such a case, he just ceases to act. God respects us even though we are a weaker vessel. But if I say hire a contractor to build a house for me, but I don't give him all the materials he needs to do that job, I may find that my house is missing a door, a wall, or an entire room. The contractor is limited in that he can only build the house with as much material as I give him. This is God's dilemma. He asks me to offer my whole self to him. He's calling me to lay all that I am on his altar as a living sacrifice. But when I only give him part of my life, even if I give him most of my life, I will find that my spiritual house is missing a sink or a window or a heater. God waits patiently for me to give him the rest of what he needs to finish the house. When I'm not in full submission to Christ, I suffer loss because, as the Bible says, anyone who loves their life will lose it. And Christ suffers loss because his bride, whom he loves, is withholding herself from him. Now, anyone who has been married for more than a day understands how this dynamic works. When a husband unilaterally imposes his will on his wife, the relationship suffers. When a wife refuses to submit to her husband's leadership in their home, the relationship suffers. There must be mutual submission, yet the wife is to submit to her husband as the head of the relationship. In the context of mutual love and respect, submission in marriage is a beautiful picture of how the bride of Christ is to submit to her groom and how the groom loves and respects his bride. Oh, that the bride would see that submission is not a dirty word, but our true and proper service of worship. Today, let us offer ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. This is the response to God's mercy that he most desires. Amen.